0: Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Headmasters podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today, in our Between Seasons episode, we are looking at an episode of Transformers Headmasters from 1987 from, from Japan. But we are not just watching any version of this episode. We are watching the famous slash infamous uh Omni Productions dub. Oh. Um.
1: And I I will note that uh over at uh Radio Free Cybertron they do actually have a podcast dedicated to the series now uh called What Happened to the Headmasters. Yes. Uh which I am totally going to do my best to guest on at some point because it, come on.
0: It is a fun it is a fun show. I mean and th- I mean it's... this show is fun because Okay so uh Omni Productions they're based in Hong Kong. Uh they dubbed like a ton of stuff in the 80s, a bunch of a uh, bunch of Godzilla movies, uh yes. Shaw Brothers movies.
2: Uh, and well, uh well, mo- most notably for me it was Godzilla versus Megalon. And what did they do Okay is that into? so is
0: that the version they did? Uh, so I haven't seen the MST3K episode. Is that Do they do a dubbed version of that or a subtitled one?
2: The, of course they did a dubbed version. Okay. Megalon or guygan. I forget. One of those is definitely Omni, and it's, like, ridiculous. Maybe it's guygan. It just. It's such a weird dub.
1: Yeah, that was something I discovered at it's one point, movie, just but... flipping through channels on cable on a Saturday afternoon. I was like, wait a minute, that guy sounds like Headmasters Galvatron.
0: <laughs> and uh, they also. I think they also did, like, those Godfrey Ho ninja movies.
1: Oh, yes! Wow, they definitely yeah. did some like, some ninja stuff that I also saw flipping through actual broadcast TV back in Columbus late, late at night. Uh, someone was showing those, and again, I was like, "Oh my god!" That's, that's Headmaster's Galvatron. Like you, you've seen.
0: And, oh, go ahead. Just,
1: and naturally, I then proceeded to actually leave it on because I'm not gonna not have that on.
0: <laughs> and you've seen I'm these clips on the on like YouTube. It's a bunch of like like colorfully garbed ninjas, sometimes with ninja written on their headbands. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, they're answering Garfield phones. And in a Transformers connection, there is a scene in which a message is conveyed from the from the evil ninjas to the good ninja, played by uh, a white guy via what appears to be a knockoff Omega Supreme.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Oh, yeah, nice. it's an Omega Supreme-like missing his arms <laughs> or something. It's, uh, it was stitching together a Hong Kong movie with new footage that was so strange and bizarre.
0: So, uh <laughs> as you can imagine, this is not the highest budgeted of productions. And no. I think they have, like, five voice actors.
2: That's say- saying it's more amazing. than actually is probably so, true.
0: I think there's only three. Well, th- there are definitely at least two men and there's a so woman. This, yes.
1: Well, yes. one of them, they have to have a woman to be RC, Daniel, and, uh, Carly. It's
0: the, uh, it's the He-Man principle. You need to have at least one woman and she will have to do all of the, uh, all the lady parts.
2: Well, to be fair, that's kind of the true yes. too. G.I. <laughs> yes. G- G. Joe, I think, uh-huh. had more? Two?
0: Oh, G- I like Scarlet, Lady J, and the Baroness. Those were all, like, three different women.
2: Oh, okay. Well,
1: uh, I don't think there was a lot of doubling up in G1. Uh, Susan Blue didn't really... I mean, apart from, like, maybe one-off background characters who get, like, a scream or something... Uh, for the most part uh they they would actually have different people being different characters. Susan Blue wasn't really anybody until she was r c uh Morgan Lofting was in uh the early so, I believe as Carly and yeah uh yeah, so for the most part, they didn't really have a lot more overlap than your average you know Batman getting Kevin Conroy to do that one guy up in a blimp who has two lines
0: <laughs> and who just kind of sounds like drunk Bruce Wayne. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. So, this particular... Now, I, I first came to know Headmasters the dub, uh, and this is sort of why I, I am very much a, uh, a a big proponent of this series. Uh, when I was in high school in the mid-90s, a friend of mine who uh, did some stuff with my fanzine, uh, Sean Ryan, he sent me a copy... Of a VHS tape that he had gotten from someone else. So this is all, already like several generations of copies uh, that had four raw Japanese Headmasters episodes. One English one, which is the episode called Life Can Be Sacrificed for Peace on Earth, <laughs> which you know is the episode title because at the beginning, the guy goes, Life Can Be Sacrificed for Peace on Earth and uh and then four dubbed episodes of victory uh which gave me my soft spot for victory and the dubs were not quite as hilarious uh but but yes uh this the episode we're going to watch today uh comes from a DVD that I picked up in England in the mid aughts so hmm. 2005 2006 uh, it has four episodes on it, and uh in keeping with that, the cover art has Star Saber on it. Uh, <laughs> who, who we will call Sir, not appearing on this DVD except in the opening credits, because every episode has the Victory opening credits, which really seems unfair because <laughs> Victory is, I mean, better than this.
0: Yeah, and, and it got uh, my hopes. I mean, I'm just, seasons. I'm just going to say here that it, it just yeah. kind of amazes me how stuff like this was able to. Like get around the world pre-internet, where you'd have, you'd have.
1: Well, that I know, and that was
0: like physical media. You had to do you did fan subs. You might as well be monks exchanging illuminated manuscripts. Yeah, tape trading.
1: Yeah, people. It was really cool. It was really interesting being involved with stuff in those days because you would find out about stuff like. The Unicron prototype from G1 because someone had a, someone sent you a photocopied picture of it from like something. And, uh, and, and yeah, it was, it was kinda neat. I'll say that when I went to, when I, I took this tape with me a couple times to BotCons, uh, it, at BotCon 96, which is sort of notorious for not really having any after hours entertainment. There was cake
0: and water. Uh, What more could you ask for? (laughs)
1: <laughs> there was cake, cake, and water. At one point, a bunch of us uh, commandeered a TV cart, uh, which those of you who were in school in the eighties and nineties will remember as a thing that existed. What? Uh, and it,
2: it existed beyond that in anime conventions well into the aughts.
0: I mean, for our younger viewers, we are our younger listeners. We are collectively yeah. one zillion years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. we might as well be talking to them about daguerreotypes.
1: But uh but I brought that daguerreotype.
0: Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> yes it is. But, oh.
1: I <laughs> So I brought that tape out and uh everyone watching it, this was like probably the first time most of them had seen any of the Japanese Transformer stuff and it was like, <sighs> Oh my god Like just reverent silence. And then a few years later, you know, the internet wasn't quite what it is now, certainly, but there was a lot more communication but a few years later I brought it, and the reaction was <laughs> this is the most hilarious thing and it just became this this alt choice transformers <laughs> consuming meme factory uh whereas previously because this was like i mean the the uh the word I would usually use was uh. This was like Apocrypha. So it was like, Oh my god, this is stuff we've never seen before. Uh whereas, yeah, now we've now we've seen it. Now I have you know, we have DVDs. I know floating around there some floating out there somewhere, someone did a set that uses I think at the time it was the Laserdisc video, so it actually is not twelfth generation VHS quality. Uh but with the English uh, soundtrack, so you can actually get viewable video quality. Oh, I don't know with that soundtrack. That, that and kind of um,
2: feels wrong to me. You should have the grainy not. video. <laughs> <bad stuff. laughs> That's how things work.
1: You should have it so that when the last episode ends, you are dumped into the middle of an episode of Wildcat, <laughs> which was the experience of of my tape. I mean, tape.
0: they're heroes, not zeros. <laughs> yes.
1: So I have heard. Hey. Uh, Bob Forward worked on that show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so yes, this this DVD has the first 6 episodes on it, uh which are Four Soldiers from the Sky, The Tale of the Master Star, The Birth of a New Leader, The Resurrected Billy Against the Decepticons, <laughs> 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 The Revolt on Planet Pistol. <laughs> And the episode that that I chose to uh, force upon everyone this time, The Evil Meteor, uh, which I will note uh, was my friend Steve Stonebreaker's favorite episode (laughs) of the Headmaster's (laughs) dub, Even Above and Beyond, Life Can Be Sacrificed for Peace on Earth.
0: Ah. So uh, yeah, this is more properly titled Approach of the Demon Meteorite. Uh, It first aired August 7th, 1987, and written by Keisuke Fuji... Fujikawa, who also wrote Four Warriors Come Out of the Sky, the uh, which is, I believe, the first episode, and Four also wrote soldiers. all the lyrics for the songs that are featured on this show. Really? Oh. Yes.
1: That's interesting. Uh, Sadly, we don't get any of those because we get the victory <laughs>
0: opening. Says he also worked on a Space Battleship Yamato, which I have heard of.
2: Yamato!
0: Uh, oh, cool. XV, which I have not heard of.
2: Um, You would know that as Vehicle Voltron.
0: Oh, okay, I do know that. And uh, Grandizer. I think. Wait, let, me,
2: let me check my information. Cool. I'm gonna go
0: I do know of Vehicle Voltron.
2: Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was right. Vehicle Voltron. For a second, my, my old Japanimation information said, are you sure that's right? So, yes, yes, I was right. I mean, I call it old <laughs> because
0: you're talking about uh, Japanimation.
2: Yes. Well, that, that, that's how this fits. This fits in with the tape trading era, as Jen was saying. The, the, the fan yeah, sub things where you would trade fifth generation tapes back and forth. And in the credits, they would have personal attacks against people who had slighted the fan subbers. <laughs> Which is a thing that's been going on on Twitter recently. Pictures of old fan subs. It's just it's such a weird
0: thing. Okay, I guess I do know Grendizer because it was part of the uh, Shogun Warriors.
2: Ah yes.
1: They uh they fought Red Roman.
0: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> And after that victory intro, which nobody from that intro I is love appearing
2: victory. in this show,
0: Dream victory.
1: Uh, no, I, I do like setting the victory opening to my ringtone when I am attending Transformers-related <laughs> events.
0: But uh, I think I, we we and we re- learn right away why Jen picked this, this episode because we open with the aerial bots. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yes.
1: They are on a super stock, like, season three resources shuttle. It's like the most basic Autobot shuttle, which I guess is fine. I mean, they have those.
0: But uh it turns out for a bunch of guys who turn into jets, they are not good at actually flying things. Because this meteor speeds right towards them and they're all, hey, don't worry about it. And then, wait, is it going right towards us when it is obviously going right towards them?
2: Yes. (laughs) And And, thus begins the mispronunciations. They call it an exhibition ship.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the exhibition ship. You know, for the exhibition.
0: And they get, either it is bending them out of shape or they are super high right now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it does kind of have that, like, you kind of see that as being, like, the beginning of, of, like, one of those psychedelic sequences you get in things sometimes to indicate like, that the characters are super high right now.
0: Like, I'm pretty sure White Rabbit is about to start playing.
1: Pretty much, pretty much.
0: One media makes you bendy and another.
1: <laughs> I, I would, as a point of honor, point out which aerial bots are doing what here, but it's completely irrelevant. They're just basically stock Autobots.
0: We just needed guys to put on this ship to get all bendy.
1: Yes. To get all bent out of shape.
0: And I think this is where we can note that everybody is Australian.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Like, do I, we know where Omni Productions was headquartered?
0: Hong Kong.
2: It was in Hong okay. Kong. But
1: they had everyone speakers, has but that sort of, sort of yeah, these sort of odd, like non-committal accents that just don't sound like they belong to anywhere in particular. But Australian is probably the closest, yeah.
0: I mean, apparently it was founded by a, uh, a British uh, British guy, Rick Thomas, who was in the like the British Special Forces, fought in Vietnam, and then settled in Hong Kong and founded this dub studio.
2: Oh
1: wow. Oh.
0: That's wow. So he, he's so much weirder, and he's Galvatron.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, what? so that's why he's the one who's in everything that I come across that I recognize as being them. He, and that's that's appropriate. Yes,
0: I mean, I figure you know if you're in Hong Kong, the English-speaking people you're going to get are either Australians or or British people.
2: Yeah, predominantly, but but no, they're going, trying for going a back over accentless thing, and it's not quite working.
1: Going over the opening here again I will point out that it's it's Fireflight who uh draws attention to the meteor by going, Hey, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's
2: that? Yeah, the the translation is It's not good. I think it's largely literal probably, but it's so literal it's dull.
0: I mean it's or g- mad. it's
1: not just the translation, it's the acting is terrible.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: the acting is All terrible. All of the acting is just super bland. Like, the ship starts bending, and they're just like, oh, no, the ship's bending. But my, my
0: absolute favorite part of the voice acting, we don't see with the aerobots, but we see later on every character who has, like, a faceplate, like uh, like Chrome Dome, who we see later. Uh, um, they. Oh, God, Goldbug. Goldbug's voice is so bad. Because they they just interpret that as they do the voice acting with their hand over their mouth. <laughs>
1: They all just talk like this when they don't- when they have a face mask.
0: Listen, I wanna hear these guys redub, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) Crushing this plane (laughs) with no survivors.
2: Yeah, it's like, there's not enough energy or action, like, like our beloved non-diegetic Bane, like, he's projecting while covering his mouth effectively. So he sounds... Impressive, but not in the movie. This, this is just like, yeah, I'm bored, there's something outside the window. It doesn't matter who we are, I what mean,
1: matters I,
0: is all plan.
1: I, I will have to see if I can get, like, at least this one episode to stick on YouTube for, for some amount of time. Uh, I know mostly what's up there is just clips, but definitely if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, uh, go and look up Headmaster's dub on YouTube and just assume that all the voice acting is at about that same level of, oh no!
2: (laughs) You should put this up too.
0: It's so good. So Optimus, or rather Ultra Magnus, is very alarmed, or at least we have to assume he is because there is no alarm in his voice. And he sends the Technobots to (laughs) rescue them, but he sends them to Earth? I think. Is it Earth? Did... It it's confusing seems to tell. Weird. Or... I mean, when we don't. We, I don't we, do we see the aerial bots again in this episode? They don't. Get, I don't think they no. get rescued. No. Do
2: they even appear in Headmasters <laughs> again? Maybe just a drift out there somewhere.
1: <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the aerial bots. They're dead now. No, no.
0: Apparently, they do uh, show up eventually.
1: Okay. Good. Because I would be a lot... I would be kind of disappointed about that. That would well, be kind of Because that's kind of what
0: happens to them in the, the Rebirth, too. They all get uh, shot up by six shot, and then that's the last we see of them.
1: Yeah, but then everyone gets brought back no, to life true. at the end of that. Anyway, so... There is more than one parallel with Rebirth in this episode, though, which we will eventually get to. Yes.
0: So, yeah, Ultramagnus sends out the Technobots, and uh we cut back to Char, uh the... Barren, uh, lava encased planet that, uh, we first saw back in Five Faces of Darkness.
1: Yeah, which is where they seem to hang out in Headmasters most of the time when they're not, I don't know, doing other things. Galvatron's very. Like showing up on Earth and making stupid threats. Yes.
0: So yeah, they, this, this, uh, this asteroid is a Decepticon weapon and is being sent to the Autobot base on Sydney.
2: Yeah, what? <laughs>
1: I don't know what the deal is with Sydney. I mean, I
0: guess it's all a bunch of Australians, just, you know. So it's uh Yeah. Uh that is, appara- That's although, that they is appara- apparently That's where
2: According to the wiki, it's uh, Athenia.
0: It is Athenia, yes, which is the planet also from Five Faces of Darkness where uh the Autobots have the Galactic Olympics.
2: But somehow that becomes oh. Sydney in this and at one point Galvatron shouts to get scorch. Who's scorch?
0: I have no but- idea.
1: I assume they mean scourge. Just they don't know how to pronounce things like people.
2: But they never say his name ever again in the episodes. So, like there's a few instances of that, and when somebody says somebody's name, and I'm like, "Who is that?" They're not on screen. What are you talking about?
1: You mean like Billy or Spaceship?
0: Bruce? Yeah, we should get into we oh, should get into oh, the oh, names Br- here. So, uh...
2: well, they they never actually say Billy in this episode. <laughs> Billy no.
0: talks. <laughs> Billy. They do call Spike Wick No, they call, do call Spike Sparkle a whole bunch of times.
2: Oh yeah. Wait, is was yes. Billy Blur or Blaster? I can't.
0: Billy is Blaster. Blur is Wally. Right.
2: Oh right. Which I think blur. something.
0: <laughs> which I think they m- might have come from like a misinterpretation of an English script where Wally Burr played Burr. Yeah, it has to be.
1: Yeah, that's the only. A, that's the only thing that I can think of any connection with Blur and the name Wally is that Wally Burr's name would have been credited somewhere in some of this, and maybe they got confused.
0: Uh, g- g- your guess is as good as mine with Spaceship Bruce, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, what, what, what? I, I have that in large letters with exclamation points and question marks.
0: I have it with little hearts drawn around it because I love it. <laughs>
2: It's adorable, but it's like out of nowhere.
1: Spaceship Bruce!
0: And uh, it's not in this episode, but there's an episode, I think fairly early on, where Soundwave gets destroyed and brought back as Sound Blaster, and he's referred to as New Soundwave.
1: Yes, just exclusively just New Soundwave. It's pretty, (laughs) it's pretty great. (laughs) Uh yes, uh, apparently the resurrected Billy fights the Decepticons because that's the name of that other episode. It was back in the apocrypha days of the fandom. It was considered okay. Headmasters was considered super edgy. <laughs> and one of the super edgy things that people got really excited about, uh, was Blaster and Soundwave fighting to the yeah, death. Yeah, I know.
2: Because I remember hearing about this. Because I never saw these tapes. It's like. Ooh, it's awesome. Sound, sound wave, and Blaster blow the crap out of each other. It's so great. And then you finally see it, it's like, wow, this is
0: stupid. They punch each <laughs> other a couple of times, and they fall down.
2: <laughs> yes. And then they get brought right back, and then, like, is it the next episode?
0: Yeah, Code of Hero, it is not.
1: That's the thing that no one ever mentioned when they would talk about how edgy Headmasters was, was that they just get brought right back, and it's like, okay, then... Also people thought victory was edgy and I'm like I I don't I don't know.
2: Victory might be better than I this. I mean
1: I guess some characters die at the end because it's it's the the common like the regular anime arc where all the bad guys either die in the last couple episodes or are redeemed. So I mean that's not that edgy. I'm sorry. <laughs> 1995 Transformers fandom. That's not that edgy.
0: <laughs> but uh, believe it or not, in like... Meanwhile,
2: uh, back on the planet
1: Cyberdon. Yes, yeah,
0: Cyberton.
1: <laughs> Occasionally Cyberdon, but yes. mostly Cyberton.
0: It's Cyberdon at least once. I believe that's the robot version of the guy who really wanted that Headmaster RC. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So yeah, the Technobot's been sent out uh, as a rescue team to Earth question mark... And then somebody starts shooting him, and then they think, hey, it can't be the Decepticons. The Decepticons wouldn't have the brains to shoot at us from on top of a cliff. Wait, now,
1: before they say that, before they accuse the Decepticons of being stupid, one of them points out, they're they're discussing the nature of this meteor, and one of them points out that, you know, it's a very big universe. It could be a rogue meteor. Yes, Oh, sure, sure. It's the meteor
0: that can't touch you, Remy.
1: <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then they're shot at.
0: So, yeah, it it is it turns out it is indeed Cyclonus and the Terracons, uh, soon to be in stores near you.
1: You know, after G1 Cyclonus, who is Roger Carmel, who's a has an amazing voice... Uh, this is no Roger Carmel. No. <laughs> so it's, it's a very disappointing cycle. I'm just going to imagine
0: this is what he sounds like in Lost Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Although honestly, Roger Carmel also kind of works for that.
1: Yeah, I I like I tend to hear the Roger Carmel voice, but then I I hear Michael Bell as. Brainstorm, and he obviously doesn't have the British accent that actual Brainstorm is supposed
0: to and have. And also, does that mean that when Cyclones was younger, he sounded like uh, Rain Wilson? <laughs> Maybe. Because he, he's going to be playing uh, Harry Mudd on that new Star Trek show.
1: Ah, uh, that's cool.
2: Oh. I, Wait, Harry Mudd is Cyclones? Yeah.
1: Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> he was one of the the very few... I don't know if I'd say A-list, but definitely at least B-list, uh, voice people from the movie who got to stay in for season four. Although three, I think he was- Along with John Mosher. I think
0: he's in season two as well. I think he was Motormaster.
1: You know, that's- I hear Motormaster's voice in my head and that definitely sounds like him, yeah.
0: But so, I, he is you know, definitely- Maybe he
1: was just doing a lot of voice I mean, acting. he's one of
0: the few, like, actors from generation one, who would be known, like, from live action stuff. Yeah. It'd be him and, I guess, Scatman Crothers and, um, uh, Casey Kasem, for the most part.
2: Yeah. Wow, yeah. Now, now I'm confused that Cyclonus doesn't have a fancy mustache.
0: I mean, he should. He should. <laughs> I mean, he should, I mean he, he's also not, uh, you know, uh, rotund enough, either.
2: What?
0: Yeah. Wow, that's... Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we get a little uh, we get a little Technobot Terrorcon fight. Uh, I've always kind of been fond of the Terrorcons, and clearly somebody at Hasbro is too.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it took them a while, but they yeah. are making some pretty sweet Terrorcons now.
0: Well, we also got them for uh, Transformers Prime in uh, Beast Hunters.
1: Yeah, that's that's I mean, true. We got the little ones, and there was that little set of them that I guess were like movie. Movie ones or something. Or maybe I'm thinking of the Prime ones. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, you're, they were based on those molds, and they were painted black to look like those uh, demon guys who are working for uh, Quintessa in The Last Night.
2: Oh, okay. New Actually just
0: got that set uh, about a week ago, and it's very nice. Cool. Hmm. Cool. Although the, the two guys who attach the legs are terrifyingly well-attached, and you're worried you're just going to destroy the whole thing, taking oh, them oh, off.
1: that's not good. I, I but, just but they look very cool. My contribution here is that uh so the Japanese releases did at least try to write out their English names on the packaging and Blot literally just said but B U T T. That was his name in English. Blushie?
0: I think that's what he turns into.
1: <laughs> that's that's well, as good a guess as any. You know, a nose monster.
0: Yes <laughs> I, I th- uh, in fact, Hasbro confirmed this weekend that he is an ogre.
1: Ah, uh, and not a nose monster.
0: Not a nose monster, or I guess, a butt.
1: <laughs> I guess Pokemon has cornered the market on nose monsters now.
0: Wait, is is there a like a Pokemon who's a nose?
1: It's a rock nose. His name is Nosepass.
2: What? I thought that was supposed oh, to look no, like you. a Maui statue. You think I'm making I this up, don't you?
0: I assume you defeat him with cocaine. <laughs> <Who's this? laughs>
1: That, you know, that would be a good idea. They should try that.
0: Anyway, so, so they fight, uh, we, the Autobots send reinforcements in Spaceship Bruce. <laughs> uh, and of course the Autobots, led by Rodimus Prime.
1: <laughs> and they talk about how they have to make sure the meteor doesn't hit Cyberton, because Cyberton is the nerve center for the mothership. Yeah. I, was... I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> I don't think they did either.
1: <laughs> also, this is there there were a couple things that I noticed in this, this watching that I didn't notice previously, and one of them I would have no reason to have noticed previously. So Blur does not talk fast.
0: No. no.
1: I've realized that he's basically Morty from Rick and Morty. He's just like, <laughs> Oh jeez, Rodimus. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. That meteor, that meteor's gonna hit us. (laughs) He's just really like whiny, and and yeah, he just he just sounds like Morty.
0: (laughs) Well, now I just kind of wish that uh, like Cup was a drunker and surlier.
1: Ah, I'm gonna rate that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Blair, you gotta you gotta gotta get that out of here. You gotta. I can't be dealing with that right now. I'm busy.
1: (laughs) Well, we we were. uh, we were already discussing uh, how uh, Lost Light Rick and Morty would just be Brainstorm and Tailgate.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I think Brainstorm has more self-awareness. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, so we uh, we see the rest of the Autobot cast here, and uh, we also uh, meet everybody's favorite, uh, Daniel Witwicky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> And he was you know kind of an annoying kid in uh back in season three of uh generation one, and he has apparently like de aged by a couple years here
1: yeah that's you know mm. it's it's something that sort of bothered me before, but I couldn't really put my finger on what exactly the problem was until this viewing is that he acts you know in in season three or whatever he was like ten years old or so. He still looks about that old. It's still the same animation model, but he acts like he's five. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Did they drop him on his head? Is is that (laughs) what happens when you're constantly adventuring with giant robots? Is he just has brain damage now? Also, Wheelie's just just an asshole.
0: And also, Wheelie is, I think, a lady? Yeah. Uh, Maybe a Scottish lady?
1: Well, I don't think Wheelie it's is actually It's a lady trying to, be...
2: to sound like an old man, but it... I don't I mean, think it's Wheelie not, is but... supposed
1: to be female, but no, Wheelie's but... voice person does seem to be female, yes. Much like mm-hmm. Daniel's is clearly just a woman.
0: And it is, and I mean, I know it's not the same actor, but the dubbing performance on Daniel really reminds me of the kid from Pod People.
1: <laughs> it's not good.
0: Which I guess makes Wheelie Trumpy.
1: <laughs> I have not seen this, but I will take your word for it.
0: Oh, it's a it's a mystery science theater uh classic.
1: Ah, okay.
0: It's Wings I think a, like a Spanish movie that's kind of dubbed into English.
1: <laughs> I, More or less. Sort it, of like this is.
0: It's like if E. T. had a mother who was just out in the woods eating people.
2: Great. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's a, it's a great episode, but uh it's a bad movie.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> French and Spanish. That almost explains the weirdness.
0: I mean, one might even say that uh, somebody sent them this cheesy movie, the worst they could find.
2: Mm.
1: Huh, what a concept.
0: They anyway, could do a whole so, series like that. Yeah, gee, they could even bring it back later. Yeah. Anyway, so... uh We've got a bigger fight on Earth, the the Autobot Headmasters are there, or sorry, the Decepticon Headmasters are there, Scourge is there. Scourge is super sassy for some reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, as he's known for being. Mm -hmm. At at some point, Galvatron declares, darn it, they must die.
0: Yes.
2: But in such a way, it's like, darn it, they must die. It's no enthusiasm. (laughs) He's just tired, which is really entertaining, but it's.
0: Uh, yes. I've also got somebody saying devoured by Milo here at some point. Yes! So they they okay. call the
2: asteroid Milo, or the meteorite Milo. And I,
1: this is the way that it goes. Galvatron mentions, you know, they, they will be devoured by Milo, and, and one of the headmasters, maybe Weird Wolf, is like, Milo, what's that? And he says, "Well, that's the name I've given to the meteorite."
0: <laughs> I've also created another one. I <laughs> named it Otis. <laughs> it's
1: Like, okay, Galvatron. I mean, admittedly, I and I, I think I've I've mentioned this in other contexts that I think it's entirely in character for G1 Cyclonus to just be, or not Cyclonus, G1 Galvatron to just be insane and say things like that. Like, that's entirely in character for him to just have this meteorite and name it Milo and just refer to it as that with no context <laughs> for his troops so that they're like, Milo? And he's like, well, that's the name I've given to the meteorite.
2: But hey, the-, the... It's
1: like, Okay, then. It just comes so out of nowhere, and it's such a stupid <laughs> name. It's just one of those moments where you have to pause it and go, what the hell was that? Uh, I love the Headmaster uh, stuff. So
0: yeah, the, Decept- the Decepticon headmasters is that That's Skullcruncher, Mindwipe, and Weirdwolf. But good news, the Autobots have sent reinforcements, but bad news, it's the Throttlebots.
1: <laughs> yeah, good job. I mean, I'm also, at some point, some, in my notes, I've pointed out that someone says, "I'm really excited <laughs> now." <laughs> Just thanks for letting us know.
0: Yeah, so we've got we've got Chase, the red car, Freeway, the blue car, Goldbug, who is sometimes Bumblebee, and I assume is here. You got Rollbar, who's a Jeep, Searchlight, who is a who is a white car, and Wideload, who is a teensy dump truck. <laughs> And there is a fight <laughs> that has dump truck. that has one cool moment. I I like when Skullcruncher turns transforms to Gator mode and just grabs Rollbar and slams him down in his jaws. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah,
1: it- there's a lot of, and I think this is something that the the wiki actually points out that they call out is that there's a lot more physical fighting in Headmasters. Then they're really tended to be in the American series, which tended to just be people shooting. at And each also, other. there's
0: this weird peppy music and... playing.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> da 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 da. It's, I mean, it's a it's a variation on the opening credits music, which we would not have heard because we got the victory opening instead.
0: It sounds like like 80s aerobic show music. Yeah. <laughs> So the, uh, the tech, the, thr- the throttle bots get beaten because they're the throttle bots. Uh. Poor guys. S- Spaceship Bruce shows up, the, uh, the Autobot headmasters, uh, come out, so that's Highbrow, Chrome Dome brainstorm and hardhead.
1: So I don't think we clarified that but Spaceship Bruce is basically just Fortress Maximus's spaceship mode. Yes. Uh because that is? part yeah. is not
0: sentient. Sure.
1: It's really just sort of, you know, the thing that Cerebros combines with or Fortress in this case. Uh so it's, you know, referred to as a spaceship rather than a person, but for some reason its name is Bruce.
0: I mean, this this animation is mostly not good.
2: That is is generous. It's real cheap. There's, like, a lot of bits where it's, like, you can obviously see skipped frames, people just jumping.
0: Like, it's a step below Generation 1, which did not have great animation in the first place.
2: Yeah.
1: No, it, I mean, Takara obviously wanted to continue doing a series, but they either didn't really have a lot of money for it, or didn't actually care
2: that
0: much. Well, I assume no. it was a case of, like, it used to be that, you know, they'd put in some money and Hasbro would put in some money.
1: Yeah. But
0: since true. Hasbro and, wasn't showing it in the U.S. anymore, Takara was on their own.
1: And also, I mean, it's it's also fair to point out that, I mean, that was Sunbow, and Sunbow was basically, like, owned by Marvel, uh, who was almost entirely responsible for getting the show put together for producing the show. Uh so yeah, there's there's money stuff going on.
0: Yeah. Because I think this is probably around the same time that Marvel was being bought by Roger Corman. Oh maybe. Oh. No. Yeah they were owned <laughs> by they were briefly owned by New World Productions, which was uh Corman's production company.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So there's a fight and the, uh, but hey, the throttle bots, they have decided to, uh, to go off on their own and take on that meteor themselves. But it's okay. Because it's
1: so obvious we're gonna win.
0: It is so obvious that they're gonna win.
1: (laughs) They're like the embodiment of overconfidence. They're just like, it's ridiculous. It's really kinda ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but it's so obvious we're gonna win.
0: I mean, guys, you're the throttle bots.
1: Seriously, calm down.
0: So yeah, they, they, they get their wide load and chase, even jump out of the ship to take the meteor on themselves.
1: <laughs> great idea. And great a, idea, guys. And of course,
0: everybody gets horribly mangled and warped. And apparently they didn't show up for like all, almost the rest of the series until like the last <laughs> episode.
1: <laughs> so they're dead.
0: At which point they tried to fight Predaking.
1: Oh, These throttle good, bots are good. not
0: so good at anything.
1: Survival. Also, I really like that of all people, Rodimus Prime, it's like, what's wrong with them? Why don't they listen? And then, like, complaining about them being too impulsive. It's like, really, Tur- Rodimus? Really? From you?
0: Turbo Revan huh. Young Punks? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so at this point, we've all figured out that, hey, this this thing is apparently magnetic, so we need somebody who isn't a, a robot made of metal.
1: No, I think you'll find that it's ultrasonic.
0: Oh, that's which is right. What
1: they keep referring yeah, to it as, Are... even though it's clearly magnetic, they keep calling it ultrasonic.
2: They don't know what words mean.
1: <laughs> English is hard. Well,
0: speaking of English being hard, I think Wheelie at one point volunteers and they say, no, you are robot transformer.
1: Yes, you are a robot yeah. transformer. Uh, Sparkle yeah, points out to him that he is a robot transformer and therefore he would be hurt. Yeah, because
0: I guess uh, Spike or Sparkle got bussed up in an earlier episode. So he's in like a sling and his, his ribs are all taped up. We get a little Carly here who did not get much play in uh, Season 3, so that's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, but mostly she just, like, stands there fretting over Sparkle, because as far as I can tell now, admittedly, I haven't watched the entire series, but as far as I can tell, most of what Sparkle does is gets horribly injured. <laughs> because he also gets horribly injured, and life can be sacrificed for peace oh. on Earth.
2: So he's like the war for this series?
0: If Worf was, like, much smaller and weaker than everybody else on the ship.
2: Yes. Well, if you watch a lot of Star Trek, that's kind of how Worf comes off, because the first time any alien shows up, they're beating the crap out of him, so I guess they're beating... Well, everybody's getting beaten up in this episode.
0: Right, I mean, it's more impressive if, like, it beats up Worf than if it beats up, like, Brent Spiner.
2: (laughs) The robot (laughs) is stronger than the the Klingon. Yeah, but he still looks like Brent Spiner. Well, yeah...
0: And yeah, R.C. is also on this show, but she doesn't really get to do anything either.
1: No, she just sits around and, like, comments on whatever's going on with Rotomus Prime.
0: And uh, hey, we get a little name drop from uh, Marissa Fairborn, who I don't think shows up on this show at all.
1: Commander... Mar-
0: yes, Commander Melissa. Melissa,
1: they call her, because, I mean, let's be honest, that's the least of their sins. Yes, That one's at least very understandable, given, you know, Japanese.
0: And so that... that... Not like Sparkle. Sparkle. And so obviously the only answer is to send Daniel, even though Carly is right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you have to understand, the Headmaster series is deeply, profoundly sexist.
0: Oh, I, I, I couldn't tell because everybody's, uh spends the next ten minutes telling Danny how he's got to be a man.
1: <laughs> which is also something that comes up in Life Can Be Sacrificed <laughs> for Peace on Earth, in which his dad tells him that men don't cry. Like, literally, he tells him that men can't cry.
0: Yeah, now th- there's some serious toxic masculinity mm. going on here.
1: It's really bad. Also, child endangerment.
0: And child abuse. Like, like send this grown ass woman into space, not this child.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's not, it's not great.
0: Do you not have a lady sized spacesuit? Because you've got a child sized one for some terrifying reason.
1: (laughs) And it's not even his normal suit.
0: No. Like it's not the exosuit from the movie. I guess that would be made of metal.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, they don't mention that, but yeah, one has to assume that maybe this one doesn't have any metal in it, even though they don't well, mention they, that. They just mentioned that it's old fashioned. And that. it makes it's, him pout.
2: It's got a helmet and it's a frame and there's a backpack that looks like it has thrusters on it. There should be metal in that suit and it's just so weird and, and we're also It makes forgetting. him
1: pout until they assure him that he is a big boy and then he smiles about it.
2: Yeah, but, but also, also, Wheelie's really creepy at him. You know how to please me, don't you?
1: (laughs) And then Robin is like, ha, 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 and then super serious face. (laughs) Honestly, that's kind of a hallmark. So many
2: forms of child endangerment. That's kind
1: of a hallmark of uh, the Headmaster series is ha, 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 and then deadly seriousness.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, but before they get on Spaceship Bruce go into space, and right after the creepy wheelie bit, Spaceship Bruce lands and it knocks Wheelie and Daniel on the ground. Child abuse. And, but before that, there's a really nice-looking background that has a moon with giant spikes on it.
0: That did look cool.
2: I like that.
1: I, I, yeah, I assume <laughs> that this part. must be the part that's not actually Earth. It's sydney you know. yeah. I
0: mean, Occasionally there. we get like a really nice background shot in these Sunbow shows that just looks like a prog rock album cover.
2: Yes. Yeah. And it's like that. Yeah. So background artists, you guys get a thumbs up. Nobody else does. <laughs> no.
1: It's it's like Transformers the movie. How like the muse, you know, Vince DiCola is obviously giving <clears> it his <throat> all, but like the writers are not so much. <laughs>
2: Mm. Well, the the background
1: artists here, a plus effort. Everyone else is a little less excited.
0: So yeah, there. So Daniel is, uh, you know, he's about to go on this mission. We're, we're apparently still fighting on. This is apparently Earth, according to the wiki.
2: W- with okay. the spiky moon? Sure. What? Maybe? Yeah.
1: <gasps> maybe they had to put spikes on it to keep Unicron from eating it. <laughs> 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 Cause um. it just come and chew on it.
0: Aw uh, too put po- too pointy. <laughs>
1: and just float away.
0: Uh it's cutting out my mouth like nachos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the salsa's so spicy it's oh. oh, ah. Yeah. You cannot destroy my destiny
1: <laughs> And then it explodes from too
0: much spice. Uh should've stuck to those uh frozen fish sticks. Yep. Alas. <laughs> so yeah, Daniel he's uh he's very nervous about uh, doing this and he doesn't want to do it. Uh but good news, Fortress is uh just going to make a bunch of faces until he feels better. This Seriously. is so dumb.
2: It's
1: so stupid and it's so like I said just him being like a 5-year-old.
0: Like I'm not even this is beyond 5-year-old. He might just be a cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think you've got a point. I think he's just a cat.
0: Like somehow Sparkle and Carly just somehow conceived a cat.
1: <laughs> Maybe he's adopted.
0: <laughs> from cats.
1: <laughs> yeah, from the shelter.
0: Or she's one of those cat people, like in the movie Cat People.
1: <laughs> or I was thinking from like the Star Trek animated series.
0: Oh. Also, also also possible.
2: Yes. Which, there are like five different cat species from Star Trek, although I know you're probably talking about Emress, who was on the bridge of the animated series. Yes. But why are there so many cat species in, in Star Trek? Because
1: everybody loves there's, cats.
2: There's Emress, whatever she is, there's the Kazinti, who I think actually have two different spellings, there's there's the triple-breasted one from whichever movie that one is.
0: Uh, that's why? Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier, the one Shatner directed. Oh... Uh, <laughs> It's yeah. And then, uh, Iman in that, uh, sixth one is vaguely feline as well. I mean, I think the answer is just a lot of screenwriters own cats.
1: Yeah, writers like cats. That's just, that's just how it is.
0: I uh, really need a new, uh, new alien species for this, uh, the Star Trek episode I'm writing. What do you think, kitty? Oh, that's <laughs> a good idea. Bunch of cat people. Make 'em
1: Make them like you, kitty.
0: So yeah, Fortress makes a bunch of faces. I finally, finds one that Daniel likes, but he still thinks, "Okay, I'm going to have to go do this thing, even though I made a medal and will obviously die." So, Wheelie, you're going to have to be in charge of spaceship Bruce, which bad. I also, I, I obviously this almost goes without saying, but Wheelie does not even bother rhyming on this. No, no. he's.
1: Really like, it's like his characteristic in the American stuff was he rhymes, in this one his characteristic is he is an asshole. Yes. I mean he just is. He's just a jerk.
2: He says you can't back out now, you coward! He calls Daniel a coward! What? Yes. He's being cruel. He's just such a
0: jerk! Like he's a child! You're, I think, (laughs) I thought you were also a child, Wheelie. I don't know what's going on here.
1: Yeah. You know what
0: children are? <laughs> and that a bunch of, well, this is going on, a bunch of the Autobots and Decepticons are fighting in space for basically no reason, but it, there's a ton of just talking back and forth.
1: I, I guess yeah, one but- could assume that they're just, uh, you know, the Decepticons are going to protect Milo and <laughs> Autobots are, you know, protecting Daniel's mission.
0: We had no way of knowing this meteor was a pedophile-defending Nazi. Back off.
2: <laughs> oh, milkshake meteorite, no. Topical.
0: <laughs> uh. hey.
2: Topical, well, apparently it's topical all year.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
2: <sighs> uh, so. you know, and, and during the space fight, Galvatron says, Needle will show you how it's done. Who's Needle? <laughs>
0: I don't think Needle Nose was on the show.
1: No, Arya Stark sword. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously.
0: I mean, maybe my best guess is mind wipe because that kind of sounds like needle. (laughs) No, (laughs) or unless maybe it's Weird Wolf. I,
2: I could maybe. Who knows?
0: I don't know.
1: No one knows.
0: Anyway, so Daniel gets on this meteor uh, He's shot at by a gun that shoots Gas at him (laughs) In
2: space? I I don't know
1: Well, I mean, also Keep in mind that their plan was To basically Drop Daniel from Spaceship Bruce Have him hover, have it hover over The meteor and drop Daniel Onto it, and that is not how gravity works
0: No (laughs) No I mean, it must be all those, uh, those sonic waves keeping him on there.
1: <laughs> I guess. I guess so.
0: So, he, he rides on an elevator down into the core of this thing. Uh, he can't turn it off, so he just plants a bomb on it. He just jumps off. <laughs> which, again, if you can walk around, around on it, I don't think you can just jump off it. <laughs>
1: no, that's not how gravity works.
0: Like if like Neil Armstrong couldn't just decide to jump off the moon?
2: No, Well, it's a smaller bot. It's it's weird because it should be magnetic gravity waves, but they call it sonics and it's walk. Who Ultra-sonics. knows? Ultrasonics. So dumb. So so. D- I think you guys it's watch really anime that sort of makes sense. This is so dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's the charm.
2: Ah, oh, yes. It's, it's the, con- the... Milo!
1: Con- <laughs> well, that's the name I've given the meteorite. Uh, also, let's discuss how meteorites are specifically once they've entered planetary atmosphere. Or they just use the terms interchangeably here. Come right. on. That's just science.
0: Uh, well, it's a good thing that uh they didn't... uh. That they didn't let this uh, meteor destroy them, because that would be, of course, another win for Milo. <laughs> no. Speaking of topical, Seinfeld jokes. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the, this this dumb meteor explodes. Everybody's happy. We get back to Sydney, uh, where Daniel is. You
1: know, Sydney. They just
0: throw him up and down a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, you would think, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's what's happened to him. Oh,
0: jeez, they've got those metal hands.
1: (laughs) If they think they're being like, yay, let's throw him up and down and celebrate. And it's actually, like, caused him a great deal of traumatic brain injury. Uh,
0: Oh, that kid's going to have more concussions than Eric Lindros. Uh, (laughs) Oh, this
1: is sad. Sad stuff. Oh, well.
0: And that is the episode.
2: Yeah, it it ends on a postcard memory just painted frame and well and like that that's a
0: big uh, hmm? anime thing
2: oh yeah
1: yeah uh, they like that.
2: I wouldn't know who invented it but it was used a lot by uh animator called Dezaki in pretty much every anime um now I'm blanking on stuff he's done so many things uh, a couple Lupin movies um oh what's the the there's a tennis one? I think. Crap.
0: I like it. Prince can... of Tennis?
2: Yeah. Uh, no! Old one. Oh.
1: All I know about Prince of Tennis is one time I picked up uh, a doujinshi for a friend, based on that. Totally for a friend, not for me.
0: So yeah, that... This is something else. Yeah... <laughs>
1: And then the ending in this particular version is uh just like a still from somewhere in the series with the G1 style music and scroll. Yeah, that
0: that, that music's always very melancholy to me. It's kind of sad. Aww, I can yeah. see that. And not just sad because an episode of Transformers is over.
1: Yeah, hmm. that's true. That is kind of sad.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not too sad that I, this I episode is over this. because it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What? No, it's great. It's amazing.
2: Oh, aim for the ace. That was it. And Rosa Versailles, Space Adventure Cobra, Bionic Six, and Mighty Orbots.
0: <gasps> I didn't really. What? I thought Bion-
2: Visionaries. Oh, just a consultant. Ah, he's
0: Aww. done a lot of stuff. I didn't know he was involved with uh, Bionic Six or Visionaries. <laughs> uh Visionaries coming soon. Is that, to... That like
1: completely change your uh, opinion.
0: Coming soon to a. To a, uh, IDW comic near you.
1: Yeah. Which is neat.
0: Ah. So, yeah, this, uh, this episode is ridiculous. This whole dub series is ridiculous. Apparently, they did all three <laughs> Japanese original, uh, Generation 1 series.
1: Yes. Oh, I don't think they ever did Zone, but they did. Well,
2: uh, Zone's only one episode, Pen- isn't it? Th- th- yeah, it's
0: an OVA.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a. Oh, yeah. The best thing about the Master Force one... I-, I would say the Victory one is probably the most boring, because the names that they get wrong in that are kind of not that exciting. Like, the main kid is named Jan, and they call him Mekon for some reason, but that's not, like, Mekon. hilarious the way Sparkle is. Oh, okay. The best okay. part of the Master Force one is, if you're familiar at all with Master Force, uh, it's basically that year of toys uh, was released in Japan a bit different. They, they usually had some color variations and when they did the show, they were completely different characters. Those characters are characters we only ever really saw in the U S and UK comics. Uh, it was like Dreadwind and Darkwing, uh, Nightbeat, uh, Power Master Optimus Prime. So, so this was after, you know, well after the show had ended. Uh, but in japan when they released a lot of them they were slightly different to significantly different colors but because they were doing a show whereas we were just you know just had bob budianski writing up bios for a comic uh they got a a very different set of characters uh they got the the headmaster's junior uh because the headmasters in japan you know, in America, it was actually like a transformer bonded with an organic person in a suit. Usually, in Japan, they were more like Mecha. So the head or the engine part or whatever was the the person, and the robot was just like Mecha almost. Uh, so what that resulted in was basically the the pinnacle of that being a a, a small blonde girl named Nightbeat. <laughs> because his toy happened to get released over there in white and some red and the anime made that the girl uh so uh but yeah so when they translated it uh when they dubbed it they used all the american toy names uh even though they were dramatically different characters, so suddenly you have this, like, kind of washed up, I believe, kind of drunk, vaguely abusive truck driver named Optimus Prime. <laughs> uh, so, because he was, he was Jinrai, he was just this guy who had found this truck that happened to, I think, the way they explained it was it was a body that had been made for Optimus Prime, but never actually you know, imbued with Optimus Prime-ness. Uh, so that's why it looked like Optimus Prime, but in the dub, they just call him Optimus Prime. Uh, so that's really the funniest part. Uh, I will say also that all of this was, all three of the series were released in the U.S. Uh, on DVD, unfortunately without these English tracks, which is something that I have personally picked on Aaron Archer <laughs> for <laughs> making that decision because that wasn't how he felt the brand needed to be represented, even though it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so you can get new updated, uh, subtitled versions of all of them. And that was a completely new translation, uh, up to and including victory's breast force being called chest force <laughs> which to me was oh, the saddest no. change. Oh. Uh, but, but, yes, they all all three of those series were done as that dub. Uh, they are not really widely available, uh, but there are ways to you know the fandom has kept them alive because they're amazing. <laughs> uh, or if you're actually interested in watching the series, uh, I tend to think the headmasters is the most boring of them, you know, just watching straight. Uh, I, I didn't even pick up that DVD set, I just bought Master Force and Victory. Uh, I have been meaning to go through and rewatch Master Force because in my recollection, and mostly I haven't really watched it much since like the late 90s, but I recall that one being probably, maybe not necessarily the best as a Transformers show, but the best as a show on its own merits. Uh, it's got a lot too much maybe human stuff going on. Uh, too many of the Transformers are actually just people in suits. Uh, though it does have the Pretenders, uh, Metal Hawk, and then everyone else, and that, that is where Overlord comes from. Uh, so that would be worth watching. Uh, Victory is a little more kiddy, uh, a little sillier, uh, it's definitely, you can sort of see the, the series as a whole, like, getting more and more anime, as it, oh, yeah. As the three of the series go on to the point where when you get to Zone, they actually have the Zone Bunny, which is like a little <laughs> mascot rabbit thing, uh, so, which I think has a real name. I don't think it's actually called Zone Bunny, but that's... <laughs> that's...
0: And that also has two, like, very Bishonen, uh teenagers.
1: Yeah, and uh, Victory tends to have, like, the little uh commercial breaks and then the actual ending credits has the super deformed style characters uh you get a lot more like the very cartoony reaction shots uh but yeah victory's got a lot more of like the cartoony action like reaction shots uh it's got the super deformed character stuff for the end credits and the commercial breaks uh so it they the series definitely get more and more anime as they go on uh But but yeah, the Headmaster's dub will just always be a <laughs> thing of great pleasure, especially for watching in groups, especially if you've been drinking.
0: <laughs> so on that note, I think that about does it for our uh, inter-season episode. So please join us next time. We will be uh, covering the first episode of Season 3, the final season of Transformers Animated Transwarped Part 1. Yay!
1: And, and for our next Between thing, I did rescue my DVDs of Machine Robo and uh, the, the Master Force and Victory subs from my storage locker. Ooh. So, <laughs> <laughs> at me on Twitter.
0: <laughs> so, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we are on Facebook.
1: And we are hosted by the recently migrated iconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up, uh, to help pay for increasing hosting costs and other fun things like that, uh, equipment, maybe, hopefully in the near future. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash iconunderground.
0: That's right. If you, uh, contribute to our Patreon, you can listen to all sorts of, uh, bonus episodes. Uh most recently we've done uh some kimono some more kimono friends, always a fan favorite. And uh for this spookiest month, October, I believe we'll be doing uh some of the some of the real Ghostbusters. <gasps> Yay.
2: Yay!
1: That that's definitely in the uh the class of stuff that I used to really love but haven't watched for decades, so I will be very curious to see how that goes
0: so uh, if anybody has any recommendations, uh, we haven't recorded it yet, so uh please hit us up on the social media, blow up our mentions with uh ectoplasm,
1: <laughs> except you know literally and not as a euphemism.
0: Please. yes, yes, please keep that ectoplasm out of our containment unit. <laughs> God damn it! Don't think about Dan Aykroyd crossing his eyes. Uh, uh, Uh,
2: Think happy thoughts. Think happy thoughts. Skull vodka. (laughs) Skull vodka.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) Nothing but trouble. (laughs) Ah! No.
2: End. End of my torment.
0: So until (laughs) next time, Spaceship Bruce is taken off. I'm Rob. I'm Nine. Get the power pack. Oh, hello! Oh, hey, there you are. There mind.
1: we go. Okay. There's some David. That
2: was, that was weird.
1: So we, uh, we apparently are- Apparently
2: I can't try to save pictures while I'm, we're talking. Okay. Oh.
0: Alright, so I am saving here. I will upload this by the end of the night. Uh, but I will take my leave now. I'm going to catch the end of a hockey game. We're down by one goal in the third.